Good morning. Good chodesh to everybody. Today is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, Tav Shin Pei Dalid. We're continuing the Shir and Ikut Halachas, Yoradeya Felix Sheni, Hilchas Arla, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Dalid. We're in the middle of a paragraph, just about the center of Halacha Dalid, where Avnasazal says, V'alkein Nekuda Zuhi Bebeis Hamikdash. The paragraph began with the words, He's talking about netaravai, the produce of the fourth year of a tree that we're only allowed to eat it in Yerushalayim or to transfer the Kedusha that's on that fruit onto money, take that money to Yerushalayim, buy food in Yerushalayim and eat it there. Before we begin, we dedicate the learning today, Le'ilui Nishmas, Le'iloi Nishmas, Tzion ben Yitzchok Halevi, and Meir ben Yehuda Chaim, and Le'iloi Nishmas Eliezer, Rav Nosan Yaakov, Yentefradl bas Rabbi Shuarye, Zahavaleya bas Avroham, and Tzipka Rivka bas Rav Hillel, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chadiva Chana bas Galia, Rochel bas Galia, Noya Nechama bas Galia, Esther Bat Gamar Levana, David Shimshon Ben Soraleya, Hindusheva Bas Rochel, Idis Bas Miriam Weindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Shloimoy Ben Rivkesh Prinsa, Moshe Mendel Ben Leia, Lei Ben Zhenya, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perel, Daniel Borach ben Sora, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, the Soich Shar Choyli Yisrael. Okay, so the paragraph began with Rav Nosanzal explaining why we have to bring the fruit to Yerushalayim, because Yerushalayim is Yira Sholem, <clears throat> Shlemus Hayira. And we're speaking about busha here. We spoke about the fact that one of the most important components that allows a person to come close to Hashem and to really achieve a high level of recognition of Hashem and understanding of Hashem is humility, anava, which goes together with busha. When a person feels small and they're standing in front of something big, then the person feels ashamed and embarrassment. When we realize how big Hashem is and how small we are, that's supposed to make us feel this feeling of a healthy shame and embarrassment, a recognition of how small I am compared to how great Hashem is. So we said that that's an yira, yira is synonymous with busha. Rav Zal brought a proof that the, the Zohar Kodesh says that the word beresheus is yore boishes, Yira and Busha go together. And we mentioned also the fact that at the end of Matan Torah, it says there that why did Hashem do all of this? Hashem did it to lift us up, to bring us close to Him. And so that we should have fear of Hashem on our face, so we shouldn't sin. And Rashi quotes the Gemara. What does that mean? Yiras Hashem on your face? Zuha Busha. This refers to this busha, this shyness, a healthy shyness, which defines the Jewish people. Remember, the Gemara says the way that you can recognize a Jew from a non-Jew is 
This quality of Baishonim, a certain healthy, sweet shyness that, that's synonymous with humility. So now Rav Nosenzal continues, And therefore, the most focal point of, of being able to receive this busha and everything is in the Beis Hamikdash. Shahu Bechinas Moichen. The Beis Hamikdash is a center of Sechel, Das. The Gemara says, Kol Whoever has Das is as if the Beis Hamikdash were built during their time. Because Rabbein Azal explains over there in Likute Moran, in the chapter that this halach is based on, which is which is chapter 72 in the second half of Likute Moran, that when a person has moichen, high-level seichel, which come from biure hatoira, that then that, that can enable the person to be zeichel to that bechin of ayin. That beetle to Hashem. Vialkain shom the beisamikdosh ubi Yerushalayim shom iker tikun huachila digdusha, and this is why the the best place, the best and holiest place in the world for eating for a Jew eating is Yerushalayim, and especially the beisamikdosh. Because again, we said one of the most important components of Achila Digdusha is this Busha. So that through our eating with this Busha in Yerushalayim or in the Beis Hamikdash, through this we can be to eternal life to shiftless humility, which is synonymous with eternal life. That's the concept of that rach that was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in the Holy of Holies, from which the entire world was formed. And now Rav Nosan is going to make clearer this issue of the rach, the Evan Shesia. And this is what the Pesach says in Eov, chapter 39. This Pesach combines, it speaks about a rock, and it speaks about eating, and the word chofar in Hebrew means to dig. The word chofar also means shame. There's a Pesach, the moon will be embarrassed, in the presence of the sun, in the presence of a light greater than it. Shapirish Rabbeinazal, the Maimranal, Posigzeh, Le'inyin Biure Hatoiro. Rabbeinazal, in chapter 72 in the second half of the Kudimran, expounds on this Posuk, referring to explanations of Torah. You remember that Moshe Rabbeinu drew, drew water from the rock. The, the rock was a be'er, it was a, a wellspring of water. Be'er is bi'ure ha-toira, explanations of Torah. The Torah is compared to water. So Rabbeinu Zal, there in Likut Imran, refers to it in that way. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in Likut Imran, how Rabbeinu Zal explains this pasuk. But now watch what Rabbeinu Zal does with this pasuk. V'zehu selah arak hu bechinas evan shesia, refers to the evan shesia, the rock, 
the most important rock in existence, the rock from which the world was founded, which appears, which appeared in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Rashi, as Rashi over there in the Navi says that that's what this Selah is referring to. It's referring to when the Kohen Gadol would go on Yom Kippur into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he would place the pan of Ktoiris on that rock. Because for a person to be Zoichet, to connect to this Evan Shasir, which we mentioned in the previous year, represented this concept of humility, Ayin, because in the Kodesh HaGadoshim, the Koyan experienced Bitul. We said no one is allowed to be in the Kodesh Kadoshim, meaning that who, the, when the Koyan Godel was in the Kodesh Kadoshim, he was no one, he was nothing, he was Beetle. That that's the place where a person achieves the highest level of Beetle and shiftless humility. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutimran that in order for a person to get that level, it requires explanations of Torah. Shehem Bechinas Be'er, which is this Be'er. Shezeh Gamkein Bechinas Selakana, which is also the rock, because again, when the Jews were in the desert, Moshe Rabbeinu drew water, the Be'er that provided water for the Jewish people was that rock. Because it's all one. Because these two things are dependent on each other. Humility, which is which the Evan Shasia represents, a person draws that upon themselves through explanations of Torah, which are the Be'er, the rock. And the main perfection of eating comes from there, comes from this humility, this shiftless comes from this rock, comes from Yerushalayim, from the Beis HaMikdosh. As the Pesach says, The word from there, we means to dig, but Rabbi Nassar says, The word Chofar also means to be embarrassed, to be ashamed. This Pesach is alluding to a major part of the holiness of eating when the eating is with busha, with humility, with shiflus. That's one of the most important components of achila. We had learned in yesterday's shir that the Torah says there's two kinds of eating. There's a person who's eating, and when he's eating, you get to see his arrogance, his or her, to the greatest deal. My food, I want more, I'm going to eat a lot, and full that all of that bloatedness, that bloated. And Rav Nosson Sal brought the pasuk, Pentoichal v'savato v'ram levavecha v'shachachta Hashem lekecha. The Torah gives a warning: you're going to eat, and you're going to have a lot to eat, and you're going to become arrogant and forget Hashem. So the Torah makes it perfectly clear that there's two directions in eating. That's one direction. There's another direction where, when a person's eating, a person knows this is not mine at all. I'm a guest here. I'm Hashem's guest. La Hashem The world, everything belongs to Hashem. The world. If it's not mine, how are you allowed to eat it? 
by making a bra. I am not a king. There is a king. Hashem is the king. I'm a little guy. I'm the little, the smallest guy on the totem pole. I'm eating Hashem's food and I appreciate it so much. So if if I if I don't like something or I thought I, I like it this way, I'm not gonna tell my wife this doesn't taste good, this because I know whatever I'm getting is a free gift. It's a gift. I don't deserve it at all. I have to be so thankful and so appreciative of what Hashem is doing for me, of what my wife is, of what everyone is doing for me. Nobody owes me anything. I'm not a king. I'm not a boss. I'm, I'm Evet Hashem, that kind of thing. Ayin Shom hated the Maim Ranal. Rav says, study chapter 72 in the second half of Likutiman well. And, and be very precise. Look carefully, carefully. You'll see the parallels. You'll see the connection between Rav Zal's explanation of all of this and how it parallels what Rav is presenting over there in that chapter in Likud Imran. And now for the cherry on top, paragraph Hei, and now we can understand why Rabbeinazal made such a big deal, why the Torah makes such a big deal, and Rabbeinazal made such a big deal about eating on Shabbos, Shehi Yekoro Me'oid, which is very precious, very important. Ki Shabbos Hibachinas Busha Uchuva, because the word Shabbos is the letters Boishes. Shabbos is a time when we see Hashem much more clearly than during the week. During the week, I have my wallet and I have my credit cards and I have my car, my eye, it's all this, and I'm I'm going to work and I'm making money. On Shabbos, I'm nothing. On Shabbos, no work, no nothing. How am I existing? Hashem, only Hashem, by the good graces of Hashem. I have every, not I have everything, I have everything better than during all six days of the week. So Shabbos is this concept of boishes, this concept of humility. Rabbi Nezal writes about it in a few places in the Kutaram. There's a Pasuk, Shavu Ish Tachtov. It speaks about a person not going out of the boundaries on Shabbos. So it says, let each person sit beneath. Under, un, tachtov means like in your own place. Tachtov means under. Be, be beneath what you are. Be smaller than what you really are. Whatever you think you are, be smaller than that. Be humble, you know. So Shabbos is Busha and Tshuva. Again, the word Shavta, the Shavta, the Hashem Lekecha is the latest Shabbos. V'yalkein oz ho'achilo hi b'kidusha g'doy And on Shabbos, if a person eats the way they're supposed to, it's extremely holy, very, very holy. If a person has Lechem Mishnah at each one of the three meals and the fourth meal, Malavamalka, if a person has fish, and if a person has meat also, unless it's those people who cannot, cannot eat any of those things, but the normal standards for a Sudas Shabbos are lechemishna, fish, meat, wine for Kiddush, wine or grape juice for those who can't have wine, etc., etc., and through the eating on Shabbos, that's one of the powerful things that connects us to the eternal life of Olam Haba. And this is why one of the most important pleasures on Shabbos <coughs> is the eating on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, it's important to eat. 
Again, he didn't say overeat. He didn't say eat till you get sick or till it hurts. Ki Shabbos, because the eating on Shabbos will not only give you energy physically in this world, but that's what will give you, that's what will hook you up to the eternal life of the future. Because Shabbos itself is an aspect of Olam Haba. As it says in Musaf, those who taste Shabbos, are experiencing real life. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likutei Maran. And through proper eating on Shabbos, a person adds life. True life. Really living. The eternal life of the future world. Humility. Rav Nosenzal says, understand very, very well what we're saying here. He wants us to know that this is very serious, very important. Baruch Hashem li'olam, amen v'yomein. Question in the chat. But doesn't Rav Nosenzal write in chapter 14 that in order to merit Torah, a person must have humility? Doesn't this contradict what we're learning here? The answer is definitely not. This goes back to a very important point that Rav Nosenzal made earlier in a previous, the previous halacha that we learned, <clears throat> where Abnasan Zal asked this question, that it seems there are many times in the Torah, and especially in Rabbeinu Zal's teachings, where Rabbeinu Zal says, you need A to get to B. And then he says, you need B to get to A. So then hold on, then I'm going to get nowhere. Not true. The point that's being made is that wherever you want to jump in, jump in. If you start with A, and you work on A properly, A is going to get you to B. And if you start with B, and you work on B properly, it's going to get you to A. It's a win-win situation, not, not the opposite, chas v'shom. Okay. Halacha gimel. Al pi hamaymar tiku gimel b'seif alikute tanina v'simen ches. This halacha will be based on the third tiku Torah, in, in the second half of Likud Imran, which is chapter 8. The first one is chapter 1, the second one is chapter 5, and then comes chapter 8. Hamascha, which begins with the words, Even though rebuke is a very important thing, it's one of the Tariyat mitzvahs, and it's so important and so good, if Rabbi Akiva said during his time, I wonder if there's anybody qualified to give Teichacha, Rabbi Nezal says, what should we say during our time? And he explains there that if it's given the wrong way, it'll do tremendous damage. And Rabbi Nezal goes into an incredible explanation of how one gets to be on a, on a level to give Toichacha the right way. Rabbi Nezal says, look over that entire chapter on the Kutimran from beginning to end. It's one of the long ones to be able to get a complete, clear understanding of this chapter of Likut HaLochis. He gives us a, a brief summary now in the first two paragraphs. What Rabbi Nezal writes there is related to the three years of Orla. The three years of Orla, when the fruit of the tree is forbidden, when we have a mitzvah, to stay away from the fruit of the tree, 
corresponds to the three parts of a person's brain, which Rabbein Azal says over there, Shehem Sholosh, Mechitzos, Prusos, Bifnei Taivas Niyuf. Rabbein Azal says the three parts of the brain, Chachma Bina Das, or Keser Chachma Bina, or the cerebrum, the cerebellum, and medulla, as they teach you in biology, are like three barriers, three walls that protect the person, that fence a person in from from the wrong type of desire for a relationship between men and women. <clears throat> because Rabbi Nassau explains over there in Likut Imran, there's body food and there's soul food. There's food that nourishes the body and there's food that nourishes the soul. And when a person is eating and the focus of the eating is on the body, that weakens the soul. That works in the opposite direction of what, what nourishment, what nourishes the soul. And those things that nourish the soul weaken the body. There's a Gemara that says that the Torah is mateshes gufoi shalodam. The Torah weakens a person's body. The Torah is ruchnis. The Torah is soul food. So, so then we shouldn't learn Torah. Am I allowed to weaken my body? No, obviously everything in the right context. But to know that these two things are pulling in opposite directions to a degree. The lehepech, and the opposite is true also. Al and the more that a person suppresses and controls the body food, <clears throat> they strengthen the energy of the soul, the food of the soul. Which is smell. The Gemara says that we know we make a bracha. Anytime you're going to partake in any food, you have to make a bracha. The Gemara says, what about smell? What about smell? The Gemara says, smell is not a body thing. It's a soul thing. There's a posit, koil haneshama tahalelka. The neshama makes a bracha for its pleasure. So the Gemara asks, what pleasure is there that the soul benefits from and not the body? The Gemara says, that's reach. That's the sense of smell. Ulaham shech mezayna denishmasa kualidei hakoil hamashke eshagan. How does one draw soul food? How does one draw that energy for the soul? It comes from the voice, the holy voice of Hashem that nourishes the garden. You remember in the story of the Eitz Hadas, after Adam and Chav ate from Eitz Hadas, they felt their nakedness and they, they ran to cover themselves, to hide in the garden. And Hashem came through the garden and Hashem said, where are you? Where Ayeko, where are you? And and Adam Rishon said, "As shomati bagan vo'ira, Hashem, I heard your voice going through the garden, and I was filled with fear." So Rabbi Nezal says, "This refers. There is a coil. There is a voice of kedusha that nourishes the garden. What is a garden? A garden is flowers which give off reyah, beautiful smell." It says, "Remember, I, we might have it in this week's parsha, Parsha's Tovus, which we're going to read this coming Shabbos." When Yaakov Avinu came into Yitzchok Avinu dressed in Esav's clothing, which clothing? The clothing that Esav had taken away from Nimrod. 
Nimrod, who was the king of the world at the time, just about, and Asaph fought with him and killed him and took away the special clothing which Nimrod had inherited from Odomarishon, those special garments that were made, not made in China, not made in Taiwan, made in Ganedi. And that's why when Yaakov Avinu came in, Yitzhak Avinu says, Re'ei re'ach b'ni k'reach ha'soda ashebeiroch ha'yashem. I smell the aroma of my son. You smell like that field that Hashem blessed. Which field? Gan Eden, that field. How did Yitzhak Avinu know what Gan Eden smells like? The Zohar Kodesh says, because by the Akedah, when, when Avram Avinu was about to slit his throat, <coughs> Yitzhak Avinu's throat, Yitzhak Avinu's soul went up to Gan Eden. And there had to be a process that took place then and came back down. So Yitzhak Avinu remembered what Gan Eden smelled like. So again, this is that coil. There's a coil that mashke sagan. kol That coil is what nourishes and develops all the beautiful smells of the garden. Shehem bechinas yira, which are synonymous with yira. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, as kolcho shamati bagon voira. Odom Rishon said, I heard your voice coming through the garden, Hashem, and I was filled with fear. <coughs> What's the connection with, with Yira and smell? We know that the Gemara says, Moshiach, that Shlomo Melech was able to look at people and know the truth. Moshiach is going to be Moirach Vadoim. He's going to be able to smell the truth. Moshiach is called the sense of smell. Ruach Apenu, Moshiach Hashem. The breath of our nostrils, Moshiach Hashem. Rabbein Israel writes a lot about this. So that's, <clears throat> and Moshiach, there's a posik, Vohorechoi Beyiras Hashem. His aroma will be Yiras Hashem. So connecting Reach and Yira and Moshiach, all of this. Why is smell so big? Why is smell? So the Bnei Socher explains, because if you study the sin of the Eitz Hadas, you will see that four of the five senses participated in it. She saw the tree, she took, she tasted, and she touched and she tasted. All four, no smell. Smell did not participate in the Pigama the Eight Sadas, so the smell wasn't damaged. The other four senses, so smell remains eternal. That's, that's Ruchni, completely Ruchni. And Rabbi Nezal there goes through a lengthy explanation showing that through this special coil, this spiritual coil, which passes through the garden and nourishes all the flowers and everything, when a tzaddik connects to that coil, then his voice becomes a voice that will give healthy, proper teichocha, healthy rebuke. Because a person cannot give proper rebuke to a to Jewish people unless they're zeicha to the teichacha of Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu rebuked and reprimanded the Jews for their sins. He infused them and injected them with a good smell. He made a tria samesim. He woke up the good in them, the desire for tshuva. 
Bebechinas nirdi nosan reichoi. As the Gemara says, that Moish Rabbeinu, when the Jews did Averois and terrible things, he was able to turn it around, nosan reichoi, to give a good reich, to give forth a beautiful smell. He was able to turn their Yeridas into major aliyas. And through this kind of coil, a person is to activate all the good aromas, which are soul food, which are what energize the neshama. And when a tzaddik is to connect to that coil, then he's qualified to give techacha. The techacha will be a healthy techacha. And note, the Gemara says, and Rabbi Nezal says this also, the biggest tzaddikim, Yaakov Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, waited till right before they were about to pass away to give Toichachon. They waited till they reached the peak of their career. The Gemara says one reason is because they couldn't wait any longer. If they would have waited longer, they would have been dead and couldn't give Toichachon then. But but this point that Toichachon is so delicate and so important that a person has to be really on a madrega to do it correctly. Now, Rabbi Nezal says there, the way that a person is to this coil is through a, the tfila of a very powerful person, who knows how to daven a non-standard tfila, standard tfila, is Rachamim, Rachmonus, Chesed. This is a tefillah on a different channel completely. We say in Tachnon on Monday, Thursday, Ono Hashem, Hashem, put up your dukes. Show us your power. Show us your Gvura. Gvura? Who wants Gvura? We want Chesed, don't we? There's usually, usually we want the channel of Chesed. Rabbi Nassau shows there that when the channel of Chesed gets damaged, we can't use that channel, and the tzaddikim know how to switch to this tefillah of tefillah bekoyach, this tefillah bebechinas din. Ayin shom kol zeh Study this over there and likutem around well. Shaydezeh hu moitzi kol hachius vadas menaklipa. When a tzaddik davens this type of tefillah, this the the sitrachra swallows it. And it gets stuck in its throat, and it causes the sitrachra to return, to give back all the chiyus and das that the sitrachra had swallowed up over a period of time. Kolma shebolam and akedusha, everything that the sitrachra had swallowed up from holiness. Bebchinas, as the pasuk says in Iyoiv, chayil bola, the sitrachra swallows up chayil power, vayikienu, but is forced to give it back, to return it. Not only when a person eats something that doesn't agree with them, they have indigestion, sometimes they vomit, they give back the food that they ate. But sometimes the vomiting is so terrible that their guts are cut. Besides the food that they ate, some of their guts are coming out in the process. Rabbi Nezal says there that when this tefillah din does what it's supposed to, the sitrachra doesn't just give back the kiddush and das that it swallowed. It gives back some of its essence. It gives back some non-Jews. Some non-Jews come and join Klai Yisrael. V'zeh b'chinas geirim. This is the concept of converts. V'yedezeh nizgadel kevoid Hashem. 
And this, and when, when Geirim come, that's what really elevates the Kavod of Hashem. We have that Pasuk, Chavul Hashem Mishpuch Samim, Chavul Hashem Kavod Vaoiz. That the Kavod and Oiz of Hashem comes when people from the Mishpuch Samim, from the other nations, come and join. It's incredible. Everything is Hashkocha. Last night, I heard an interview on the radio. There's this major war going on in Eretz Yisrael now from the south and from the north and everywhere. They interviewed a Ger Tzedek who was a Muslim. And he's 16 years, a Jew, 16 years and two weeks. And, 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 and for Chayesora was the, was the parsha in which he converted. He was raised in Hamas. He was raised till he was 16 years old. Hamas, Daesh, everything. He was he's able to tell you all the details of exactly what they were taught from when they were nursing from their mothers. Kill, murder, mutilate everything. Life has no value at all. Zero, zero. And he spoke for about 15 minutes. The interview was incredible. He's a, a religious, a real religious, all the qualities, tremendous quality. He spoke intelligently, every word coming out of his mouth was, was incredible. And, and again, coming from this person, you're hearing it from the inside of the inside, you're hearing the purest truth of such a person describing who we're dealing with, you know, and what the women and children are, everything, every detail. This is the, the and, and one of the reasons we are in Golis today, each Ger Tzedek that comes, each Balchuva that comes, is completing a major, major piece of the puzzle that's needed to bring Moshiach. And through this, we're to that special coil, which what nourishes the Neshama. And this is also the battle Rabbeinu Salavdeni Kutman explains the battle that Moshe Rabbeinu, how Moshe Rabbeinu did battle against Oig Oig. As Rabbein Azal goes into it at the end of that chapter on the Kudimran, everything that Rabbein Azal speaks about in that long chapter on the Kudimran, that was the last official shear that Rabbein Azal gave in his life on Rosh Hashanah before he passed away. He was spitting up pictures of blood. That his tuberculosis had reached its peak. Rab Nassal came into the room where Rabbeinazal was sitting, and there was a large pan, like a negalvasa pan of blood that Rabbeinazal had spit up. And, and Rabbeinazal said, should I go give the shear? And Rab Nassal said, chas v'shalom. It'll kill, you'll die. You know, you'll start talking, you'll start coughing up more blood. But Rabbeinazal said, but I've been waiting a whole summer for that. And look at all the people that he had. Rabbein Azal kept arguing and arguing, and Rav Nosanzal saw that he really wants to do it. And Rav Nosanzal said, okay, we'll position your chair. We won't put your chair in the middle over there. We'll put it right next to the door here. Said it, chas v'shalom, anything goes wrong, in one second you're out of the room. And Rabbein Azal spoke possibly for a few hours. It's unbelievable. You look at that chapter on Likud Imran, it's one of the longest, un unbelievable, mamish unbelievable. This is what Rav Nosenzal is going to be expounding on now in this halacha. I apologize, we're cutting the shear a little bit short. Today's shear was given in Ramat Beit Shemesh. I had the privilege of davening in the Breslev Shula Ramat Beit Shemesh and being hosted here. And I have certain very important things waiting for me in Yerushalayim, Yerak now. I'm rushing to get back. I want to wish everybody a wonderful Chodesh.
And tomorrow is the shloshim for my father. I, 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 I believe that we will not be able to have the shear tomorrow morning because it'll, it'll conflict with the time that we'll be going to the cemetery. I apologize. We'll try to make up for it in, in subsequent shirin. Wishing everybody a good Geben Shchodesh. Rosh Chodesh is an ace rotzain. It's a super, we said in Shmon Esrei today twice. Twice, if you take a look. This is an incredible time for tefillah and all of Kali Yisrael is getting involved. I was driving yesterday near my house. They had a gathering in the large Bells Shul in Yerushalayim of maybe a few thousand boys and girls, obviously separate, saw the street, thousands of kids who are getting involved in the Tehillim. We hope that the, the tefillah and the chesed and the tshuva that all of Klai Yisrael is trying to do now is going to bring about the final and complete victory for Klai Yisrael, for Hashem, with the coming of Moshiach, the opinion based on Amen,